Welcome to Kuhau Podcast. We thank you for tuning in. If this is your first time listening in with us, we want you to know that you are a part of a new loving family. Wherever you're joining us from, we hope that this message encourages you and transforms your life. Now stay tuned for today's message. Chapter 8. And it says like this. It says, One day Jesus told a story in the form of a parable to a large crowd that had gathered from many towns to hear him. A farmer went out to plant seed, and as he scattered it across his field, some seed fell on a footpath where it was stepped on and the birds ate it. Other seed fell among the rocks and it began to grow, but the, but the plant began to grow, but the plant soon wilted and died of lack of moisture. Other seed fell among the thorns that grew up with it and choked out the tender plants. Still other seed fell on fertile soil. Someone shout fertile soil. This seed grew and produced a crop that was a hundred times as much as it as had been planted. When he had said this, he called out to anyone with ears to hear should listen and understand. We jump over to now verse 11. It says, this is the meaning of the parable. The seed is God's word. The seeds that fell on the footpath represent those who hear the message only to have the devil come and take it away from their hearts and prevent them from believing and being saved. Verse 13, it says, the seeds on the rocky soil represents those who hear the message and receive it with joy but since they don't have deep roots they believe for a while then they fall away when they face temptation the seeds that fell among the thorns represent those who hear the message but all too quickly the message is crowded out by the cares and riches and pleasures of this life and so they never grow into maturity and the seeds that fell on the good soil represent honest, good-hearted people who hear God's word, cling to it, and patiently produce a huge harvest. Last, last week, we spoke on this message entitled, God Breathed. And this is actually kind of like a part two of that message and I want to kind of jump to James chapter 1, verse 21 through 25. So you can highlight this on, in your Bible. James chapter 1, verse 21 through 25. And it says, So get rid of all the filth and evil in your lives and humbly accept the word of God, the word God has planted in your hearts. For it has the power to save your souls. I want you to look at the neighbor next to you, and I want, I want you to give him the title to today's message. And the t- title to today's message is The Sower, The Seed, The Soil. Now, I want you to say that three times fast, but with a Brooklyn attitude. Tell them, The Sower, <laughs> The Seed, The Soil. Why don't you join with me, bow your heads, and close your eyes as we pray for this word. God, I thank you. For your word, for it has the power to transform lives. Father, I pray, 
Lord, that you speak to us today in a special way. That we may walk out of this place, not the same way we entered, but truly with a deeper revelation of who you are. Father, we pray that this word may be much more than information, but that it may be the transformation of our hearts. We love you and we thank you. In Jesus' name we pray. God's people shout, amen and amen. Can we give God a praise one more time in this house? Um, I don't know about you, but I have, have you ever encountered a time where you were either going to a store, you were on your way, and someone came randomly and they asked you for money? Has that ever happened to you? They ask you for money, and, and I don't know about you, but one of, the, one of the things that happened to me is that I, whether I go to a store or I, either I go to a Dunkin' Donuts, uh, I always get approached and ask for money. Now, I kind of have this rule that I will offer you food, but I will not give you cash, right? Primarily because who carries cash anymore? Nobody, right? And so uh, a couple of times I've been approached and asked for money, and there was one time I, I remember that I was eating, the, at that time I was eating my favorite sandwich, ham and cheese, mayo, salt, pepper, lettuce. I'm making some of you hungry right now. All right. And I was eating my sandwich, and, and I, was, I remember I was approached in the train, and someone said, hey, uh, can I have some money? And I said, hey, I don't have money to give you, but I can give you half of my sandwich. And so that lady took my sandwich, and we were going towards the ferry, and when we got out of the ferry, we... I followed her because she was holding my sandwich, and I'm gonna see, I, I gotta see this lady eat this thing, right? And she proceeded to take my delicious, what I thought was delicious at that time, that ham, cheese, lettuce, and tomatoes, all that good stuff, and she proceeded to take my sandwich and she threw it in the garbage. On another occasion, I was approached in front of a Dunkin' Donuts, and someone asked me, they said, uh, can I have some money? And I said, hey, listen, I don't have cash on me, but what I'm willing to do is I'm willing to go to Dunkin' Donuts with you, and I'm willing to buy you whatever you want. You want some coffee? I got you. You want some tater tots? I got you. You want a bacon, egg, and cheese from Dunkin' Donuts? I got you. He said, no, I'm hungry, but what I want is McDonald's. So then I... True story, I'm not making this up. So I said, I said, okay, there's a McDonald's down the block. I will walk with you to McDonald's and I will get you what you want from McDonald's. He goes, I'm really hungry, sir, but can you just give me the money and I'll go to McDonald's? I said, no, brother. I said, I don't have cash, but I will take you to the store. He goes, can we go to an ATM? I said, no, brother, I will take you to McDonald's down the block. He goes, no, I wanna go to the McDonald's that I gotta take the train. It's actually two miles away. And at that point, I was like, something's fishy here. Something's fishy. Um, that ever happened to you? On some occasions, people actually took the offer. I offered them, the other day I was actually on Bay Street, and uh, a lady approached me. She said, I'm hungry. Can I have some money? And I said, hey, I don't have cash on me, but I'm willing to take you to the store. And I took her to the store. And it was weird because they thought we were together. They were like, hey, where would you like to sit? And I was like, oh, no, she's taking it to go. Like, I'm sorry. It's like, we're not, we're not together. <laughs> it was a little awkward for me. And uh, I was like, no, we're going to. So I ordered whatever she wants. She took it. She ate it. it was, she enjoyed it. It was a blessing. Some people took me on that offer. 
on this one occasion, probably the most strangest occasion for me, I'm sitting uh, or I'm standing getting gasoline and a brother approaches me and he says, hey man, he says, bro, I'm hungry. I said, can you give me, he says, can you give me some money? I said, bro, I don't have money. We, we know where we're going, right? I said, bro, I don't have money, but right there is a deli and they got some buffalo wings and they got some quesadillas. I said, he goes, no, 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 I want some, he goes, I don't want any of that. I want some mozzarella sticks. So I'm like, I said, bro, I will get you what, I'll, I will take you to the deli and get you whatever you want. He goes, no, I want mozzarella sticks from this Chinese store in Stapleton. Now I'm like, first of all, I didn't know that they sold mozzarella sticks in a Chinese store, right? And I said, I said, bro, I said, there's a pizzeria right there. I will take you to the pizzeria and I will get you mozzarella sticks. He says, no, man, you don't understand. The ones in this Chinese spot are the ones that I want. I said, bro, I'm not going all the way to Stapleton to buy you some mozzarella sticks that we can get here. At one point he walks away, hear me, he walks away from me and he comes back and he goes, he goes, bro, can you just, can I just have a couple of dollars? He says, because I just want to get high. I'm going to be honest. He says, I just want to get high. I want to go buy some drugs and I want to get high. And I looked at him. He looked like a young man. He wasn't an older man. He, he actually looked about my age. And I asked for his name. I don't remember his name at the moment. But when I asked for his name, oh, when I asked for his name, I also asked for his age. I said, hey, how old are you? He goes, I'm 30. I'm 30 years old. I said, you know, I'm, at that time I was 31. And I said, hey, man, I'm 31 years old. I said, let me ask you something. I think his name was Brian or something like that. I said, let me ask you, Brian. If you can go back into time, if you can pull a Marty McFly, get in that time shuttle, and go back into time, would you go back into time and change what you did 10 years ago so that today we wouldn't be sitting here having a conversation where you're asking me for money in order to get high? And so Brian goes, Brian goes, he goes, you know what, bro? I think I would. I said, okay, then hear me, hear me, hear me. There is a 40-year-old Brian 10 years from now begging you to make a decision today so that 10 years from now you won't be in the same place. He looks at me, he goes, Dude, that was deep. <laughs> He's like, that was so deep. I said, if you could just make a decision today, you got your whole life ahead of you. Yes, life today may not be pleasant, but you can do something today where the future you will be grateful for. There is a 40-year-old version of you, notice I said, anyway, uh, a 40-year-old version of you who is begging you, Brian, to say, change something today so that when you're 40 years old, 
You won't be in a gas station in front of a deli lying so that you can receive money to get high and drown your sorrows away. If you can change now, what is the message that I'm trying to say? That the seed you sowed yesterday more than likely is the harvest you're receiving today. But if you want to change the harvest that you are receiving tomorrow, you need to start sowing different seed today. Thank you, Odin. I appreciate that right there. Someone shout seed. Someone shout seed. See, it's important to understand that you reap what you sow. It's important to understand that the, that the harvest that we are reaping today, if, if you're looking at your life today, if you're looking at where you are in life, if you're looking at what your experience is, I could tell you right now it started in seed form maybe a few years ago. But if you want to change what it is, I know this is a tough message, but if you want to change what it is you're reaping, all you have to do is change what it is you're sowing. And so the future that is manifested before my life is dependent on the seed that I was sowing yesterday. But the good news is that it doesn't have to remain that way. All I have to do is start sowing seed that I'm looking for in my life in order to reap the harvest that I wish to have one day in the future. If you believe that, give God some praise in this house. So, so, so we don't sow a seed of, we don't sow an apple seed, come back three months later and say, why is there apples growing here? I wanted some mangoes or avocados. Avocados are the Nutella of vegetables, I'm just saying. Hallelujah. Right? When you, when you sow apple seeds, what do you expect? Come on, church. An apple tree. Right? When you sow a mango seed, what do you expect? Mangoes. When you sow avocados, I'm trying to grow a garden in my house. I want some avocados. Avocado tree or seed, what do you expect? Avocados. It is in the same manner that if what we are seeing in our life, we can change it with planting a seed. Guess what? If you sow the seed of discord, the harvest that you are going to reap is a harvest of discord. If you sow a seed of discouragement and bitterness and unforgiveness and envy, guess what you're going to reap? You're going to reap a harvest of bitterness, unforgiveness, and envy. If you're sowing the seed of anger in people's lives and you're sowing the seed of anger even in, own your, in your own life, what is the harvest that you're going to reap? A seed of anger. But the good news is that the word of God is a seed. The word of God is a seed. And what does that mean? That means that if I sow, I can flip the script. That also in the same way that if I sow seeds of anger, I will reap a harvest of anger. I can sow seeds of joy and reap a harvest of joy. I can sow seeds of love and reap a harvest of love. I can sow seeds of peace and guess what? I'm going to reap peace. I can sow seeds of kindness and I'm going to reap a harvest of kindness. I can sow seeds of healing and guess what? I'm going to trust that in the very near 
near future that I'm going to have a harvest, I'm going to have a garden, and I'm going to look at a plant that is growing, flourishing, and the plant of love, the plant of peace, the plant of kindness is what surround means. Someone say you reap what you sow. See, everything that we, everything that happens in this natural earth starts from a seed. The natural food that we have is, is from a seed. Our grass is from a seed. Plants are, come from a seed. You and I come from a seed, whether you like it or not. And Jesus, he begins to illustrate this parable, but he's not trying to teach you how to become a better farmer. He's using agricultural analogies because in that day, that is what took life. That is what life was about. Every single person knew what it meant to sow. Every single person knew that they had to raise their own crop. Every single person knew that it was up to them to grow their food in order, in order to uh, uh, feed themselves. And so Jesus steps into the scene and he says, here, I want to compare the word of God to a seed. What is he saying? He's saying in the same way you depend on sowing a seed and reaping a harvest, in the same way that cycle of life functions, in the same way you came into this earth through a seed, in the same way you look at the plants and they came through earth through a seed, guess what? That's the way the kingdom of God works. This word is a seed, and depending if you're sowing it into your life or not depends the type of future you have manifested before you. He's saying that the same way the seed works, the word of God works. He said the same way the seed is to this world system, the word of God is to the kingdom of God. He's saying it works like that. Oh, you want to see joy in your life? You want to see peace in your life? You want to see change in your life? Start reading the scriptures and sowing the seed of God into your life. It's so powerful because the, the word of God, is, it is powerful. It is potent. It is full of nutrients. But the word of God is a seed. And what does that mean? That a seed, no matter how powerful it is, and no matter how potent a seed is, it is only as good as the soil that it's falling upon. You know what we do on Sundays? You know what we do on Sundays? We're scattering seeds. Someone shout the sower. The sower is scattering seeds. And he scatters seeds all through this auditorium. And God is speaking. And what is he doing? He's scattering seeds. His word is going forth. It is no wonder why we are sitting sometimes in a sanctuary. And you wonder sometimes how there are people that they're just, they look like they lost it. They look like they're filled with the Holy Ghost and it is scaring the life out of you. There are some people that they're shouting. There are some people that they have their hands raised. And there are some people that are falling asleep. Why? Because it is the soil that it is falling upon. You ever wonder why somebody gets more out of the message than you do? I've, I've sat in sermons, I've been like, what's wrong with me? What is, and I start praying, I'm like, Lord, I want to feel what she feels. I want to feel what they feel. There's something wrong with me. Why? Because the word of God never returns void. 
And no matter how powerful it is, guess what? You might be here, and let me tell you, you might hear and you might not get a thing that is happening right now. But let me tell you, the seed is being planted. And all I want to do is be open to the seed that is being planted in my life. Because you might not need it today, but you might need it two weeks from now. And if you didn't grab... If you didn't grab it today, you might miss out on what God was trying to do in your life a week from now. Come on, church. Someone shout a seed. Look what Peter says. Peter says, having been born again, not of corruptible seed, but incorruptible seed through the word of God, which lives and abides forever. It is what? An incorruptible seed. You can't mess with this thing. You cannot taint this thing. This thing is pure. This thing is powerful. But the word of God in the seed determines the kind of fruit, but the soil determines if that fruit ever gets manifested. I'm going to say that again. See, the seed determines the kind of fruit, but the soil determines if that fruit ever gets manifested. It's no wonder the psalmist, he says, he says, the psalmist says God's word is perfect in Psalm 19. He says God's word is perfect. He says God's word refreshes the soul. He says God's word is trustworthy. God's word is made, it makes the simple wise. God's word produces joy. God's word gives life. God's word is more precious than food. God's word is more precious than gold. God's word is the greatest reward. He's saying the seed is powerful. He says in Psalms 119, it says, how can a young person stay on the path of purity? How? By living according to the word. Verse 11, I have hidden your word in my heart that I might not sin against you. I have what? Hidden your word in my heart. He says, what is he saying? He says, I have placed the seed of your word in the soil of my heart. He says, and, and the byproduct, the fruit of that is that I don't sin against you. He says, turn my eyes away from worthless things and preserve my life according to your word. Then I can answer anyone who taunts me, for I trust in your word. You are my refuge and my shield, and I have put my hope in your word. I don't know about you, but I put my hope in some hopeless things. You know what I'm talking about? But David says, hey, why don't you try putting your hope in the word of God? Uh, have you ever been disappointed? Like someone promised you something? Like our wife, I, I, I promise my wife all the time that I'm going to do the dishes before I fall asleep. I, yo, I'd be going in, but I really mean it. Like, I really mean it. But then I start, you know, 11 o'clock at night, I start watching TV, and then the TV starts watching me, and that's it. And once I'm asleep... I'm barely safe. And, 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 and what is the message here? You can trust the word of God. You can place your hope in it. Why? Because everything that God promises in your word, he is faithful to fulfill it every single time. You might need to wait a little. You might need to hold off a little. But God's word is faithful to come true in your life. If you believe that, give God some praise in this house. Come on, Kuha, all over this room. Make some noise. Says, my tongue sing of your word, for all your commands are righteous. 
For all your commands are righteous. The seed determines the fruit. The seed determines the fruit. But the soil determines if that fruit is ever manifested. And he grabs seed. Do I have seed in my bag? I think I left some seed in my black bag. No, I got it right here. We're going to have to clean that later. He says, he says, there's a farmer, and he just starts scattering. And at that time, you know, now we kind of line a pathway, and we just put the seed in proper soil, and we clean it out. But at that time, farmers, what they would do, they would just throw seed. And wherever that seed landed, if it fell on good soil, it would then become fertile, or fertile soil, then it would germinate and it would begin to produce a, a crop. But at that time, the, Jesus is trying to illustrate that, hey, listen, I'm sowing seed. I'm not going to get tired of sowing the word of God. I'm not going to, listen, it might fall upon deaf ears. I don't care. The word of God will make you hear what deaf ears can't hear. I said, I'm going to sow the seed every single time. I'm not going to give up sowing the seed. And there is a sower that is sowing seed. Even if it looks like it's hopeful, I'm going to sow a seed. And so he sows seed. And the Bible says, some, that's right, they fall on the pathway. Some fall on the pathway. Do we have that? This is where it was stepped on and the birds ate it. And look what it represents. He says, this is the meaning. Catch this. He says, it represents those who hear the message only to have the devil come and steal the word from their hearts. Only to have the devil steal the word from their hearts and prevent them from believing and saving. He's saying when, when the sower scatters the seed, some falls on a path. And in that time, the path was, it was dirt, but it was, it was compounded dirt. It was dirt that was pressed in. It was so stiff that you couldn't even stick anything through it. And so the seed would only remain on the surface, but the seed would never penetrate the soil. And so it would be a path that it fell on, but it would only be on the surface. And he says, and what, what that represents is people's hearts. And sometimes people's hearts, they're hard. The soil of their heart is, is like a pathway. It's like dirt that is pressed in and your heart has been hardened. I don't know about you, but I remember what it meant to imagine when I was six years old. I remember what it meant to have pure thoughts when I was seven years old. And somewhere down the line, when I started meeting people, and I started beginning, becoming hurt, and things and life started happening to me, my heart began to become hardened. And all of a sudden, I couldn't be hurt. Why? Because my heart was so hard, and I thought that was a notion of strength. But in fact, it was actually a notion of what it means to resist God's love. And what it, it falls on the path, and look what it says. It says, the, de the devil... I'm going to preach more about the devil today than I will in the next six months, so tune in. The devil comes, and, the, and, and here's the thing with the devil. Hear me. The Bible says, see, we think the devil is a robber. But the devil is actually a thief. I remember that when I was um, 
Um, one time we, we went to the 50-50 skateboard arena and Andy Minio was there. And we were playing Catch the Flag. You ever played that? Catch the Flag, am I saying that right? And I remember there was one person on our team, which I will remain nameless, because she is the illustration of the devil at this moment. So, there was one person on our team that began to sneak her way towards the opposite, seat, opposite team, and watch this. Her goal was to portray herself as one of the team members of the opposite team. Can I tell you that that's what the enemy does in our life? You know the enemy don't, we think the enemy's gonna come like this. Look, look, go. Ah! We think that this is the way the devil comes to us. He's gonna, we think that, oh no, I'm gonna say no to the devil because I know when the devil is coming. I could see clearly that the, this is the devil and we think that the, boyfriends and the girlfriends that God said, or the people that come into our life, boyfriend or girlfriend that come into our life, we can tell them it's the devil because they look like that. But oftentimes, they look like that. Because the devil's not a robber. He's a thief. And so here's how the enemy comes into your life. He doesn't come all scary. He'll scare the life out of you when he comes like this. Oh, no, I'll stay away from him. No, he, he comes looking like this. He looks so cute. And the person that we're thinking of making our boyfriend looks like this. And the person that we look like, looks like we're making our girlfriend, hopefully doesn't look like this, but I'm just saying. And that job opportunity that was just presented itself to you looks like this. See, but if the job opportunity came to you and it presented itself like this, you would say, heck no. But it comes like this. And that decision you had to make about moving or leaving or traveling, it comes like this. Because the devil is a thief, not a robber. See, a robber, when you get robbed and a robber comes into your life, you know something was taken away from your life forcefully. <laughs> but look what a thief is. A thief is someone who, is, who takes things without you being aware of it. <laughs> See, back in my BC days, that's before Christ, In my before Christ days, I was never a robber. I was a thief. Because by the time you realized something was missing, it was already too late. See, oh, catch this, catch this. If you don't hear anything, hear this. The enemy will come into your life looking like this. And he'll start, ask, he'll start questioning everything that God has spoken over your life. What happened in the garden? Hey, did God really say that? He didn't say, the enemy didn't say, don't listen to God. Enemy didn't say that. The snake didn't say that. He goes, hey, did God really say that? It's true what he's saying, but he knows that you're really not going to die. You're going to be just like him. 
And that's why we're in the mess we're in right now. I have a feeling that Adam is going to have a long line in heaven waiting in front of him. Like, bro, this is your fault. And he becomes like this. And before you know it, you're looking for the joy that God placed in your life and you can't find it. Before you know it, it's missing. See, it's not that you are aware and the enemy comes and snatches it from your life. No, it, he seeps, he distracts you with, he, with distraction and discouragement and problems. And, he, and, he, and by the time you know it, he's already taken away the seed of God's word in your life. Let me get rid of these seeds. The birds come and they take it. And you never understand and the seed never penetrates the heart. Let's give it up for the devil. No, not the devil. Let's give it up for Odin one more time. John 10.10 says, The thief enters only to steal, kill, and destroy. But God, to kill, steal, and destroy. Ephesians chapter 6, but on, put on God's armor so that you can make a stand against what? The tricks of the devil. Look at John chapter 8, verse 44. He says, he is, like the he is like the lies he tells. Yes, the devil is a liar. He is the father of lies. Did you catch that? That the devil is the father of lies. Did you catch that? What does that mean? Because everyone knows that the best lies have enough truth in it to deceive you. He's the father of lies. His lies are so good that they sound like the truth. But by the time you realize it is not God's word that you are planting in your heart, it is already too late. You have a fabricated version of the seed that God was trying to plant in our hearts. Number two, the rock. Someone shout the rocks. It says seed was scattered and it just started falling on the rocks as he, as he threw it. And, and sometimes this is the soil of our heart. Whoa. And look what it says, the rocks. It says, it began to grow, but the plant soon wilted and died for a lack of moisture. And this is the meaning. The rocky soil represents those who hear the message and receive it with joy. But since they don't have deep roots, they believe for a while and they fall away when they face with temptation. Well, what is he saying? He's saying, he says, hey, God's word goes forth. And you know, oftentimes when and we are here gathered and the seed is going forth. We get excited for God's word. We start healing, hearing about healing and we're sick. Guess what? We get excited. It's just like relationships. We get excited. Woo! Thank you, Lord Jesus. I got my bride. But he says you get excited just for a moment. Just for a moment. And then when you got to do the dishes, you get discouraged. <laughs> Am I preaching to somebody today? All the men in the house say Hallelujah. He says, he says, it falls on rocky soil, and it never really bears fruit. It never really penetrates. It, it, it starts wilting. It starts falling over because it grew too high, but it, didn't, it was so shallow, it never grew deep. Huh. It says the, 
The plant began to grow, but it grew too high, but it had not enough root system in it to sustain the growth that it, it, was, it, was, uh, that it was occurring. And this is what happens in our lifetime sometimes. We get so high off excitement, and I get so encouraged, and I'm, and I'm so blessed, but the moment it's, it's kind of like January 1st of every single year. You know what I'm talking about? Woo! I'm going to the gym. I'm going to the gym. I'm telling you, I already saw it. I got a vision, past the row, six packs, tattoos up to here because now he has biceps and tattoos. I see it every single time. I see it. I'm excited. I'm going to the gym every single January. I'm telling 2018 is not going to change. I'm excited. I'm going to the gym. But around... January 13th, for everybody, it is probably the most saddest day on earth because that's around the time everyone quits. Why? Because it began to get difficult. And what is he saying? He says, sometimes the seed falls into the rocky soil, and what happens is that people rather feel good than be filled with God. He says, people rather feel good than be filled with God. And the moment they face temptation, the moment they face temptation, they start wilting. What is he saying? What is temptation? Sometimes we think temptation is like the big epic sins. And like we think temptation is like, oh my God, I'm so strong because I didn't kill someone yesterday. Look how strong I am. I didn't commit murder. That's right. I didn't rob a bank. I'm so righteous. No, here, at, at its root, hear me, hear me. When Jesus was tempted, he wasn't tempted with some epic sins. When Jesus was tempted, it was him having to give up the cup that he was called to bear. And he says, pass this cup, if you will. What is he saying? He says, the greatest temptation at its core core it's your gravitational pull away from what god has called you to do did you hear me can i hear an amen someone hello 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 temptation why because we it's not that we don't want what god wants for our life hear me uh, have you ever um, had to choose one thing over another like let, let me let me tell you i I love, I like salad. I do. I actually, I enjoy it. I enjoy salad. Am I trying to convince myself? I think I am. <laughs> I enjoy salad. But when you put a Haagen-Dazs, cookies and cream, ice cream, it starts speaking to me in tongues. It gets spiritual with me. See, it's not that I don't want the salad. Hear me. Catch this. It, catch this. Catch this. It's not that I don't want the salad. <laughs> I like salad. I just want the Haagen-Dazs more. See, and when it comes to God, it's not that we don't want God, what God wants in, for our lives. It's just we want what we want more in our lives. It's not, it's not that we don't want, hear me, it's not that we don't want, who, who would say, I don't want what God wants for me? No, nah, I don't want it, God. Very few people will say that. 
but we hear God's word, it gets sown into our lives, but the soil of our, the soil of our hearts is saying, I want what God wants, but not more than what I want for my own life. I want what God wants, but I want more what I want. It's not that I don't like the salad. It's not that I don't want the salad. I just like the haagen more. And what happens is that we choose feeling good over being filled with God. Come on, somebody got to give praise in the house. 1 John chapter 2, verse 15 through 17, it says, Don't love the world's ways. Don't love the world's goods. Watch this, watch this, watch this. Catch this, catch this, because this is, this is the rocks. The world squeezes out the love for the Father. Practically everything that goes on in the world, wanting your way, wanting everything for yourself, wanting to appear important, has nothing to do with the Father. Notice when we say the world, we're not talking about people. In context, this is talking about a worldly system, a system of thought, a philosophy that goes in contrary to the word of God. He says this begins to squeeze out it like rocks. It doesn't let the word of God penetrate in the, in the, 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 the seed of the Father's word penetrate our hearts because all we want is to feel good instead of being filled with God. I don't know about you, but I don't care if I feel good. I want to be filled with God because feeling good may last for a moment, but feeling being filled with God will last and it would move forward. I need to be filled with God to enter a marriage. I need to be filled with God in order to do my finances. I need to be filled with God in order to deal with some people in traffic. Can someone say amen? amen. I'm not going to always feel good, but I can feel God through it. Amen? And the last one is the thorns. And I'm going to ask the worship team to come up at this moment. The thorns are the seeds that fell among the, uh, the other seed fell among the thorns that grew up with it and choked out the tender plants. The seeds that fell among the thorns, catch this, it says the thorns represent those who hear the message, but all too quickly the message is crowded out by the cares and the riches and the pleasures of this life. And so they never grow through maturity. Can I be honest with you? This is where most believers live. See, many of us, maybe we're here, we're at a place where, oh, maybe we were here one day. Where we didn't want nothing to do with God's word. I remember that my, my heart was like that one time. I was so angry and I was so bitter at the way my, my father raised me because he called himself a Christian, but he beat us almost to death at times. And I remember I, I didn't want to do it, I didn't want nothing to do with the God that I was preached. Nothing. I remember my heart was here, and so sometimes we've been here. There's been times in our life we've been here. 
And then there's times in, in our life where we're dealing with temptation and it's kind of, I want what God wants, but I kind of want more of what I want in my life. I'm not ready to really want everything God wants for me. I kind of want to start working on my testimony. Yeah, I didn't catch that. I kind of, you know, I kind of want to, I want God, what God wants. I want my salad, but I also want to, well, I want to work out real hard so I can eat my ice cream. I'm kind of here. I'm kind of struggling with temptation, but sometimes we kind of get over this, this place. We're no longer in the rocky road. But here's where most believers live. I can't tell you, I can't tell you how many people I talk to. This is where they live. We live between the thorns and the fertile soil. And the Bible says that the soil represents the mentality, worry, and fatigue that takes up a person's time and energy. See, what happens is that the thorns and the weeds grow at the same time you're trying to mature, at the same time that God is working in your life and that seed is growing. And, and another translation says, but the moment it starts bearing fruit, the thorns begin to drown it out. Another reason is because the thorns start sucking up the nutrients that are meant for the good plant. And there are things in your life that are growing right beside you that their sole purpose is to suck your life, your energy, and keep you in a state of fatigue so that you will never be effective and grow fruit in God's kingdom. No, you're not going to go to hell. Nope. When you're here, you don't go to hell. No, I, God's word is inside of me. I am saved. But guess what? You will never be able to bring heaven to earth as long as you remain with the thorns. See, there are a lot of people that will never make it to hell but may just live hell on earth. God is saying, listen, it's not just about not going to hell. If your relationship with God is not about, it's, it's just about not going to hell, man, we missed it. We missed it. And what is sucking your time, your energy, your focus? What is sucking? What is distracting you? What is pulling you away from God's purpose from your life? thought life? What is crowding your heart? God is saying as long as you remain with that soil in your heart, what's going to happen is, oh yeah, you're going to go to heaven. You're going to make it to heaven in a private jet. But you may never be able to experience heaven on earth. But he says some fell on good soil. He says some fell on good soil. And the seed that fell on good soil began to grow. It began to grow. And here, here's the truth. Can I preach? Can I preach to you today? Someone shout amen. The good soil is when you cling onto God's word. Not just a physical book, but when God's word becomes to become a part of you. 
I allow it to grow deep roots and patiently produce everything that God's word has been spoken over my life. I hold on to God's word. And I begin to accept God's word. It may not feel good, but I'm being filled with God. It may not allow me to give in to my temptations. I'm overcoming all the tests that are put in my way. See, because I want to bear fruit. James says this. He says, so get rid of all the filth and evil in your lives and humbly accept the word of God, the word God has planted. Look what it says. It says, humbly accept the word. God has planted. He says it's been planted in there. It's been planted in your heart, but you need to accept it. There are, just because something is inside of you doesn't mean that it is a part of you. Are you hearing me? Just because something is inside of you doesn't mean that it's become a part of you. If you ever heard of a heart transplant, I've seen cases, in many cases, when you have a heart transplant, when your heart is no good and they need to take another heart and put it inside your body. Medicine is given to you. You know why medicine is given to you? Because your body begins to reject this foreign organ. And so the medicine slows down the process of your body constantly looking to reject the new heart that's been placed in you. And so there's people that they have heart transplants and after 15 years they have to have another heart transplant because that medicine finally wore off and their body is constantly in this natural cycle of rejecting the heart that's been planted inside of you. Guess what? Sometimes when God's word is planted in your life, your flesh is constantly working against the word that has been planted in your life. And Jesus had to do something in order to turn, to turn bad soil every single time into good soil. And Jesus, the sower, someone shout the sower. The sower, the sower said there is a problem with the soil. No, there is no problem with the seed. No, there isn't a problem with the sower, but there's a problem with the soil. And I'm here to ensure that when I throw and I scatter the seed of God's word, what does that mean? That means that I will become the path and I will be stepped on and they will eat off my flesh and I will become everything that they cannot become so that they can become all that I am. That means that I'm going to allow rocks to be thrown at my face so that you can found your life or find your life on the rock that is a solid foundation. I'm going to wear a crown of thorns. I'm going to wear a crown of thorns so they can wear the crown of life. See, I'm going to become the bad soil so they can become the good soil. And I'm going to do it the same way that I created Adam from the good soil of the earth. I'm going to create a new generation and I'm going to create a new people. And this time, it's going to be planted in their hearts 
the word that is incorruptible, the word that cannot be inspired, the word that is not outdated, the word that is powerful as much as it is practical. Practical. It is God's word. If you believe that, why don't you get upon your feet and give God some praise? This message you. you wish to partner with us in taking this message all across the world, go to kuhau.com slash give or follow us on any social media platform. Thank you in advance for your support and generosity. Come and begin a whole new journey with us.